Welcome to this week of Behind the Bear, and I'm your host, Rip Ripley, here with my co-host, Tom O'Hare. How are we doing today, Coach? I'm doing good, but Coach Ripley, I have to start by asking you a question. You know, I was out there in the gym waiting for you uh, for a second here, and I grabbed one of your basketballs and was taking a few shots, and I, I have to ask, have they raised those baskets up a little bit? They seem higher than they used to be. Yeah, I, I don't think. Are I they think, still 10 feet? I think the standard 10 feet is still, uh, is still what it is there, Coach. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that says for you, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think they raised them up on and you. Sorry. And then I looked down the other end. It seems like the court has gotten longer. Gotten longer too. too. Yeah, I know. I think no. it's still still the same length. Now, if you're in a practice gym, it's a little bit bigger. But yeah. uh, but but no, I think the main gym is still the still the same distance. But okay. Uh, sorry, the, Just sorry for that sure for you. That yeah, there no, wasn't yeah, a yeah, yeah. No, I, wasn't no I don't think so. I think you're still good. Um, <laughs> I'm not still good. That's yeah. the problem. Or I don't know that I yeah. ever was. But oh bless. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> a lot going on around here. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's an exciting time. We got like like uh, we talked about preluded last week a little bit. We got basketball playoff season is upon us. We had the region tournament uh, this past weekend that we're going to touch on real quick, and then looking ahead to the state tournament for both of uh, the varsity boys and varsity girls. We've got the state bowling results for individual that we'll talk about, and then uh, we're going to kind of talk just a little preview into spring sports again. We're just kind of previewing spring sports right now uh, because we'll definitely get more in depth with that as we go. Um, go ahead. You know, you remember, it seems like it's just a, a week or so ago, we were talking about the start of basketball, mm-hmm. and you have your preseason and your conference season, and then you got your final season, the state mm-hmm. tournament. Well, here we are. Yeah. You know, and we always say, but it's true, where did the time go? Yeah. But, no, for sure. Yeah, we talk uh, for the boys basketball program, especially, and and with all the teams that I coach, we talk about the phases of the season. You got, you know, phase one is your preseason. Phase two is your games that are kind of before your conference schedule. Phase three is that conference slate, and then phase four is your postseason. And we are very quickly, uh, as you mentioned, uh, in phase four. And so uh, it's exciting times. You know, it's championship time. It's time for the opportunity to to win some hardware and cut some nets down and 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 different things like that. And so it's an exciting time. And and we'll jump right into it. In the past week. We we had games over at Lawrence Manning for the regular season finale that didn't quite go the Barons' way. Uh, but we weren't able to, to take any of those games, but then turned around in the region tournament. And on Saturday, on a, on a second time in two days, our JV boys had a big win over, over Lawrence Manning. Uh, a, a very exciting game uh, that was here at Wilson Hall. There are region teams typically rotate who hosts the first round of the JV tournament. And so this year was our year to do that. And so we had our JV girls, uh, unfortunately, fell to Trinity Collegiate, who went on to upset Lawrence Manning and win. Now, on the JV girls' side, all three teams in the region were 2-2 two and two at the end of the year, <laughs> which was interesting. So we had a three-way tie for first. It, it came down to point differentials um, to determine seeding. So, yeah, uh, interesting there. So Lawrence Manning came out as the one. We were the two. Trinity was the three. But we'd all beaten each other at some point of the season. So it basically was a coin flip going in. And, and Trinity able to win over us in the first round and put on a dominating performance in the championship, beating Lars Manning. I think it was 29-6 to in the championship game at the JVs. Yeah, I saw the very end of that game. Yeah. I was surprised on the scoreboard when I walked in the mm-hmm. gym. I got to tell you, I've seen and coached in a lot of JV boys basketball games, but I got up here Saturday for our boys game with Lawrence Manning. <clears throat> that might have been the most electric gym mm-hmm. for a boys a JV boys basketball game I've been in it was a an example of our young fellas had lost to them the night mm-hmm. before correct and then what 12 hours later yeah boy they had a great will our mm-hmm. JV boys coach Sheridan coach John Hanson 
had able, been able to get those poor guys to get over. You know, you yeah. know sometimes one loss can lead to another. Sure. I, I thought this was a case of one loss leading to a win. Yes. And you could tell they came out, I, I think it was 32-17 to 17 mm-hmm. at halftime. And Lawrence Manning uh, has enough players where they were able to make a run or two mm-hmm. in the second half, but never really were able to get there. But what a great effort. Mm-hmm. And I know they were disappointed. I was out at the game Monday against Trinity Collegiate. But, boy, Coach Sheridan's been in that game so many times. He'll tell you, you take these 13-, 14-year-old fellows into that exhibition center, yeah. and, and there's no telling what will happen. And, mm-hmm. and they will tell you, no, they did not play their best game. Trinity had some guys that caused them some trouble. Uh, but I really enjoyed that game Saturday. Yeah. I'm so glad I got up here. Yeah, you know, the game Saturday, we had a little bit of extra fireworks afterwards. Unfortunately, they kind of pulled away from how great of an atmosphere that was. I mean, like you said, on a Saturday afternoon, early Saturday afternoon game, a JV tournament, kind of really what we want to have by having that tournament, give those kids that that postseason feel a little right. bit. Um, and, and then, like you said, the opportunity to play in the Civic Center, which, as right. we'll get to in a little bit, our varsity team will be playing the state tournaments there. You know what I mean? So that's where we – that's kind of where our mecca is for uh, skis of basketball – and getting an opportunity at a young eighth, ninth grade age to go do that is really, right. really awesome. And so um, definitely hats off to Coach Sheridan getting the upset win in the first round over Lawrence Manning, uh, which also came down to a coin flip because Lawrence Manning and Trinity uh, actually tied for first in JV boys. And so that was a coin flip that Trinity won. And then uh, so Lawrence Manning um, got the two seed. We were the three. We had the upset and then had a chance to play on Tuesday in the championship. So hats off to Coach Sheridan and Coach Haley and the girls uh, on, on some good JV seasons. The JV girls team was very, very young this year. A um, lot, of, lot of middle schoolers still playing on that team. So uh, definitely some, some excitement for the future there with, with the Bears. And both of our B teams ended great seasons. I think right. our B team records were phenomenal this year. So uh, it's a lot of excitement at the younger levels uh, of Wilson Hall basketball. But let's jump right into the varsity. And so, um, you know, Monday afternoon we go over – the varsity boys, as the one seed, uh, played Canada Military and won, came out and, and really did what we wanted to do. And we haven't done a lot this year, which was come out excited, ready to run, ready to go. 17 to nothing, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a really good jump out start, and, and, and we haven't done that. I mean, other than the Thomas Sumter game maybe early in the year, we really haven't had that game where we came out and really threw a good first punch. Right. Um, you know, at our place just two weeks ago, I mean, it was 28-24 at the half. Yeah, so, I was at that um, You know, the second half of that game, now we pulled away, and we mm-hmm. kind of kept that confidence and momentum going into uh, Monday. And then uh, Trinity and Lawrence Manning played, and Brandon King went down for Lawrence Manning, which definitely helped. But Trinity came out ready to play, and they, they kind of willed themselves to a win. Um, and then the varsity girls with a big win over Lawrence Manning. The, our girls, I thought that was that their biggest win of the year, yep. would you say, uh, yes, to get to the championship <clears throat> game. And and then, of course, both of our teams mm-hmm. did advance to the finals on, okay, would they be Tuesday? Tuesday, yes, sir. And probably not what we wanted, but, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll get there. But, yeah, so the, the, the big importance of the girls' game, and just so people kind of understand, you know, our region tournament is designed as a celebration of, of at the end of a season. For the JVs, it's kind of their season culmination. For the varsities, we use our region tournament for a few things. One is an opportunity to play in the Civic Center. Now, we rent the Civic Center, and it costs our region money to go there and play there. Uh, number two, it gives us an opportunity, but which is also, yeah, an opportunity to play at the Civic Center which, as we've mentioned, is huge down the road because right. not everyone gets to play there. That's where our state championships end up being. Um, in years of past, when our region was us, OP, Florence Christian, Thomas Sumter, uh, uh, Calhoun, Lawrence Manning, 
I mean, we had some packed out gyms there for the region tournament. Um, and so we were able to generate money that would then go back to the schools that played or pay for all region plaques for all sports throughout the year. So if you have a kid who's a tennis player and they got an all region selection, they got a plaque that came from money that was raised during the region tournament. Um, now, unfortunately, with our region having changed the past few years, uh, we aren't quite able to make as much on that because other than us and Lawrence Manning, you know, the other schools in the region don't really travel quite right. as well as we do. Uh, but another key thing it does is it serves as a tiebreaker. So say there are two teams in the region, uh, in our case, the girls, us and Lawrence Manning. Right. Instead of it coming down to point differential at the varsity level, which as, as we go to the state tournament, they take our region standings. And they, they then apply those region standings when making the state standings. We use the region tournament as our tiebreaker. And so that's why that game on Monday was even that much bigger because even though we lost Lawrence Manning on Friday in the girls, being able to beat them on Monday and win that tiebreaker gives us the two seed for the tournament, which is big. And, and well, obviously it's going to help your state state uh, tournament seeding mm-hmm. in that way. You know, and I'm not saying – I guess I am being a little critical <clears> – <throat> But I'm sure there's nothing else you can do. I just don't like the point differential mm-hmm. system because, as you know, when you play a team the first time, you might get up 20 or you might be down 20, and you want to, you know, make some subs, give some other kids a chance sure. they wouldn't normally get. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, yeah, but i got to play these guys again. And if yeah. it comes down to that point differential, and I'm not suggesting there's a better way sure. to do it, but I've, I've never been a big fan of, of having to yeah. uh, depend on that to break a tie. Now, the, we do have a cap on it, so that is one thing that we've okay. done is there's a 10-point cap. Ten point so cap. once it gets over okay. 10, well, once it gets over 10, it doesn't matter if you win by 10 or if you win by 30. Um, because that prevents someone from just trying to run a score up on right, you for no reason. Right. And say, well, I need Which a point differential. Yeah. There. Um, now, there is a theory, like I talked to uh, – I was I was talking with um, actually Coach Epps from Lawrence Manning, and he was in a situation where with Trinity, uh, had he, ironically enough, had he uh, held the ball down eight against them at his place, he actually would have won the tiebreaker right. because he'd have lost by eight because they won by ten. He ended up obviously not doing that and playing, and so they lost by more than ten. So it came down to a coin flip and JV boys. So that that's where it does get a little tricky on that. But um, I think most of us understand the spirit of what we're trying yeah. to do, and and, and, and no systems. Yeah, perfect. and it's not. Yeah, I mean, we for a while we did it where we wouldn't do point average, and it was just a coin flip no matter what, no yeah. matter what a tie was a coin flip, and people hated that one yeah. too. Obviously, you're coming to the luck of a coin. Now, before we get on to the varsity, was I want to add one last little antidote in the JV boys game. Mm-hmm. Trinity Collegiate has a young man playing for them whose father I coached back in the day at Marlboro Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levin Lynch is his daddy's uh, his daddy. And Levin uh, was in the gym, and I've seen him every time they come to play. Levin was one of the smartest point guards I ever played. He was a big North Carolina fan. Mm-hmm. He knew basketball. I could depend on having the ball in his hand. Yeah. We used to run the old four-corner <clears throat> yeah. with him because he knew exactly what to do. But every now and then, Levin liked to have a conversation with the referees. And there were more than one times where we came to practice next day and we were running because of Levin. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, this the young man from um, from uh, Trinity, Levin's son, I'm not sure what his first name is, Young Lynch, I think it was number four, he made a couple big threes against us early in the game and stretched out their mm-hmm. lead. And as they were winning with about a minute left in the game, uh, Levin's young son, he decided to have a conversation with the referee. Oh. <laughs> and the referee didn't appreciate it. And, Uh-oh. Up. and I looked down, and there is his father yelling and screaming, 
not at the referee, yeah. but at his son, something <laughs> like, what are you doing yeah. running your mouth? And I went up to Levin at the end of the game, and I saw his son. I said, you know, there was a day <laughs> where your daddy was on the court doing the same. So it's interesting yeah, how things come full circle. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 that's but, funny. Um, yes, sir. But, yeah, so uh, moving on to, as we mentioned, on uh, Tuesday, the championship games, uh, both teams playing Trinity Collegiate, and, and the girls, um, you know, kept fighting and, and, and tried to stay competitive. But Trinity Collegiate, a very overpowered. They're one of the number one seeds in the right. state on the girls' side. That was a tall task for our girls to take on. But I think, as we mentioned, getting that championship game was, was a big deal for our girls, especially with some of the struggles we've had throughout the year. Um, I know Coach Ratt was excited about that. And on the boys' side, you know, we came out. Uh, Hugh Humphreys had a great first quarter for yeah, us. 14 had 14. Had 12 in the first, two in the second. I uh, had 14 in the first half. And, okay. um, you know, just wasn't able to get um, us, keep us going in the second half. Unfortunately, we kind of went in the half up four. Um, had a lot of opportunities around the rim that I felt we probably should have finished in the first half and weren't able to, unfortunately, from a from a bunch of different guys. It wasn't, you know, it was a bunch of us that were missing at the rim and not finishing. Had some defensive assignments where we kind of kind of misstepped, and but still up. I think it was up four or five, five of the half. And at halftime, we kind of had that confidence about, okay, we're going to make those in the second half. Let's come out here in the third quarter and and throw our punch at them, extend this lead, and and they're going to realize, okay. You know they're the best team. Well, unfortunately, the opposite happened. Uh, we came in the second in the third quarter, and they scored a couple baskets, and we turned the ball over. I think our first four possessions right. on, 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 just weird. I mean, outlet pass outlet missed, and and travel, or we saw someone and we dragged a foot, or I mean, just a lot of uh, stuff that let them get that momentum back from us. And then we it was back and forth, back and forth uh, into the third quarter. There's a play, and I, and I know if if it's on video, uh, we come down, we get a steal. Uh, I think Ford Wilder goes up and makes a layup with about six seconds left. Right. And I and as he was going in, I turn and look. There were two Trinity guys down the other the court all by themselves because for some reason, all the rest of our guys, I guess we thought the time was going to run out. Mm-hmm. So we all came down to kind of celebrate that the buzzer beater. But the right. problem was it was not a buzzer beater. And, and you could see I'm just screaming at two of our guys to get back, get back, get back. And unfortunately, we did. They throw down court. We did get back late and found, got an and one that went from a tie game to a three-point lead for yeah. them and, at the end of the quarter. And that was that was a momentum killer for sure there yeah, at the end. You know, I, I was watching the video, and that wasn't quite captured on the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember when I was in college, I used to go talk to France Mayor and basketball coach Lewis Hill. And, you know, I thought, I might want to coach basketball one day. He was so kind to me and generous. And he had a play at the end of the game. You know, the situation if the other team makes a shot with three, four seconds left mm-hmm. and you're down, call timeout. Yeah. His theory was, don't call timeout. Yeah. His theory was, if they score and it's like four or more seconds left, yeah. we're not calling timeout. We're getting the outlet and we're throwing along mm-hmm. for the very same reason. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of just a little bit. You know, I don't know, as you know, this whole coaching and this sports is an inexact science. Watching the game, you know, I remember there have been conference finals when it was us and and uh, Lawrence Manning, mm-hmm. where that the stands on the exhibition center on both sides were full. Yeah, and and like you said earlier, not everyone travels as well sure. or, or comes to games. And I looked, there wasn't that buzz in mm-hmm. the in the air that I'm sure there was Friday night mm-hmm. against oh, Lawrence goodness, Manning, yes. <laughs> and like there was, I remember even our home game against Trinity uh-huh. Collegiate here. What an atmosphere yeah. that was when I thought, from what I've seen, was your team's best yes, overall game of the year. So I don't know if psychologically 
that impacted you know the way that that we played and I, I think your players I'm, I'm not speaking for them but I think they would agree we we didn't have our best game no and, I think I think that was where the frustration wise, yeah you know? that's where the frustration was after and even afterwards you know there was some emotion and there was some you know it really didn't hit until you know halfway through that fourth quarter yeah. when you know we couldn't really get a stop we needed late and and we you know had a couple opportunities to score late kind of like we did on Friday night against Lawrence Manning even and and just couldn't see those shots fall and had to foul and they made free throws right. and blah 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 and, and and ended up being a little bit bigger difference than maybe the score really was but um you know I think that the emotion for some of these guys and and like coach Neil Morrison pointed out though I mean for a lot of these guys um they have not been in this scenario before, you know, and, and really for any of them, uh, short of now we have some that played for the JV championship, but even that, the year we won the JV championship a couple of years ago was the COVID year that we actually played the game here yeah, against Trinity, against yeah, Trinity, but it game. was a game here, right. not in the civic center. And so it was a big moment and a big, hopefully growing and learning moment for our guys to, to, to kind of step up and grow up a little bit. And, and especially for the, for the old, the younger guys, an opportunity to grow. Now, that what's unfortunate, this is a, something I've been hammering home all year with the with the guys, with the the newspaper, with different people that ask questions. I mean, we do have some younger guys in our team, but we do have some older guys in our team who are really good too. That we want to win right now for them, and that and that's a hard concept to understand sometimes. That for for us specifically, for two of our seniors, for Jerry Brown and Boykin Wilder, you know, we're excited. I was I was upset at my man Isaiah over at um, the item. I after the game on on Tuesday night, you know, he, he always talks to the coaches and. Right. Man, I bet I talked for five minutes about Jerry and Boykin. Not a sentence of it got in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> but, but it was one of those things. I was like, ah, talk on the podcast. Because, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing when you're a senior and you go through a coaching transition. And yeah. you've played for somebody before and you've got a new coach now who, while they know me and, and, and have played for me even as an assistant or in track and field or sports, it's, it's still different. And then I think both of them – have done a good job of, of, of accepting that and, and mm-hmm. trying to be leaders. And while they haven't necessarily been, you know, we joke about our big three, right? Daniel, who's a junior, and Hugh and Sean, who are sophomores, who are probably our three best players. Jones and Shams has stepped up a lot. Uh, he got all region this year as well um, and been kind of our leader in the clubhouse, leader in the locker room. Um, but he's also junior. But Jerry and Boykin have filled some really big roles too. And, and I think that needs to be credited because it's not going to be credited in the stat sheet. It's not going to be credited the award ceremony. But it's something that they have both stepped up. And, I mean, Jerry especially scoring 30 points last right. week against – I mean, he's had some games that have been unbelievable. Boykin has done a good job managing some of his stuff that year, sickness, injuries, everything like that, and still being able to really help us in some games. And, and I think that needs to be needs to be acknowledged. And that's what I tried to do the other day with Isaiah, but he didn't get it in the paper for me. Well, I'm going to take up for my buddy Isaiah because I've been <laughs> on that end. And, and a lot of times what you write, someone yeah. else might knock out – but sometimes there's more, not enough space. Sure, to get sure, all you sure. In it. Oh, I know, I know. But but you know, I, I the 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 one thing that I I think people need to remember, there was a day and time when both of your seniors were probably sitting on that bench, not playing as much as mm-hmm. they wanted to, but they accepted that mm-hmm. as part of what it means to be a basketball player. Yeah, you know, n- nothing is given. And, and they quietly and properly earned, mm-hmm. you know, their way onto the basketball court. I think Boykin still with some injury issues that set him back a little bit. Uh, but but what you're mentioning is uh, great teammates. Mm-hmm. Great teammates who, who understood that there's not a name on the back of their jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are. There are. No, we don't have any of the back of jersey. Wilson Hall. 
And, and the only stat they care about in the end is that thing up on the scoreboard. And I'm not going to get into, like, someone like, you know, the head basketball coach at the University of South Carolina. He's having to deal with trying to convince players, especially those mm-hmm. who think maybe I am more important than the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, h- how do I, you know, keep this together? Yeah. And, and But there's only so much a coach can do. Yeah. And, and I think those two have – from from outside have probably made it easy for you to build a team culture mm-hmm. that you're trying to build that you know in the long run produces the kind of success that you and your players and everybody else around here are hoping to have sure so so congratulations to those two for not only a great season that hasn't ended yet but the way they've conducted themselves mm-hmm. as basketball players i won't say who it was but you talk about some of the fireworks at the end of the game again in the lawrence manning jv boys game and one of the young fellows who I'm a little bit closer to than anybody else, he started carrying on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I saw at you. The end of the game. And I did not hesitate to yeah. let him know that is not being a basketball player. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. anyway, good, good, proud of those two. And mm-hmm. now, is Boykin a jumper? Is he going to jump? He is, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. He's he's a jumper and a sprinter for the track team. Um, now, now, the governor, Jerry Brown, he looks like he's balked up. You might want to give him a discus. I'd or, love to. I'm or, trying to get him out there. I'm trying yeah. to get him out there. We're working on him. So, okay. hopefully, we can get him out there, too. Um, but, yeah, but but we're excited. That's it. And, and so, all region wise, um, you know, for the girls, I, th- I think we had uh, Maggie Norris and Aubrey Payne and Mary Beth Van Patten were selected to the all region team. Um, and is Aubrey a senior? All, all three of those are juniors. There you go. There you um, go. And then on the boys' side, we had, uh, like I said, our big three, which was Daniel, a junior, uh, Sean, and Hugh, who were sophomores, and then Jones, who's a junior, also that all region team as well. Uh, all tournament team, I believe, for the girls was um, I, Sullivan, Jarecki. Well, she, I and saw Maggie, I think. If I is there back your Aubrey? We're also all tournament, those, all okay. tournament, and then for the boys' side, uh, Hugh and Daniel. Hugh, obviously, that big game, that big first half um, for us, and, and and really did a good job. You know, one of the things that I, I, um, I need to, I don't know if Chip listens or not, but I need to reach out to him and tell him, just commend him on one thing I loved about Hugh. You know, is they're calling out awards, and we're recognizing individuals at the end of a game, right. which is hard. And we're recognizing, and and it was very noted uh, by me and by a few others that as Hugh is, gets his name called out uh, to receive the All Region, you know he went down and high fived every teammate before he walked out. Right. And and I think little things like that, like you mentioned, the culture building, so like that, right. is, is what we're working on. And I was really proud of that for him uh, as much as anything else we did on the court that day. I thought that was a big moment. Um, so so it's like a lot of kids. You know, there were some that were you know dancing out there from other schools right, right. Or, or or look at me, look at me, and he he chose that That's moment right. instead. To give credit to his teammates, which I thought was really cool. And and you know, honestly, there everybody has to worry about this. There are probably some players who would take that individual all regional tournament team rather than a team championship. Mm-hmm. And you don't want those guys yeah. to be party. As a coach, you have an obligation to teach them that's wrong. Yeah. And it, it's not always easy to do. Sure. But but good for you. Yeah, you know, I, I taught Hugh, and he's the kind of fellow. Never going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Never going to be an issue. Doesn't have to be noticed, yeah. except, you know, with his left with hand yeah. right to the hoop. Right? <laughs> That's right. Now, Absolutely. is he going to develop, do you think? I, I, I'm sure he's going to work hard. Do you think he'll develop into a pretty good three-point shooter? And that well, he hit arsenal? two. I mean, the heat, you right. know, he I hit a couple early in the year, and then we kind of hit a lull there in the end. And, and actually, uh, 
Chip and I spoke the other day, and he was like, I think he just needs to see one go through, and it would change. And it does. Yeah, he can work yeah. like that as a shooter sometimes. And then he did, sure enough, the other day, I mean, it was bang, bang. He hit two right. in a row, and it was kind of like, okay, you know, that was that was a big step, big confidence boost for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's definitely continuing to work on his perimeter game, even though he's 6'5. Um, you know, he's, his body type, I mean, he's not going to be a big banger inside right. necessarily. So I think uh, we're definitely kind of working that, that perimeter game with him, which is really exciting with all three of those guys, even Daniel at 6'7. You know, we're working on that mid-range mm-hmm. to, to perimeter game with him. So um, that's kind of a, a, definitely a change from when uh, you were back at Marlboro probably. You yeah. see that big Daniel Burton back then. They'd throw him in the post and say, put I, your bat to the basket. I you had know? a couple. That's <laughs> why I won a few games at Marlboro. Yeah. I had tall guys. Yeah. I had twins who were 6'6". Six, six, not twins, but brothers 6'7". And we did have the three-point shot. And we had yeah. one for three good shoot. I bet 80 90% of our shots came from about five feet. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, that's not basketball anymore. No, right or wrong, it just isn't. Yeah. Um, and so moving forward real quick, we do have state tournament this weekend. So our girls will play Augusta Christian, who we have played already this year, uh, at the Civic Center at 530 on Friday afternoon. The boys will play Northwood Academy, which is an interesting matchup, over at the Civic Center at 4.30 on Saturday. Um, I know, talking to Coach Rector, we've seen Augusta Christian on the girls' side um, and, and kind of excited to get another shot. Right. And then we beat them in the Baron Classics. That should be a good matchup. On the boys' side, Northwood's an interesting team. They've Their scores are, are kind of all over the place. They have a new coach. Um, and... So they um, – sorry, real quick. Uh, and so they have a new coach, a uh, couple, couple of new faces, but they, they played some really tough games like a Porter Gow team. They lost by four. They lost in overtime to Pinewood. They beat Hammond. Uh, but then they also have some scores where they've lost some games pretty big as well. So they're kind of up and down a little bit. Um, curious to see, you know, kind of what, what – you know, team we see on Saturday, they, they like to shoot the ball from the perimeter. Uh, they got a good post player uh, inside that's averaging about about 17 and 10. Um, that'll be a good challenge for some of our post guys inside. And, and really going to come down to, you know, I think our ability to come out and run our stuff. They run a big matchup zone uh, that puts a little pressure on us up top, but also leaves some things that we're hoping we can take advantage of. So it, it should be a good game on Saturday, we're hoping. Now, how, how are you approaching you and your coaches approaching this week? You, you play Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You don't play again. You got a, a long stretch of days off. Do you give them any time off? I know you and your coaches are busy gathering as much as you can sure. on Northwoods. What's this week going to look like? Usually, so usually a, a typical practice is going to be about two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so depending on the coach and different, we have different strategies, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we all have different ways to do it. Usually, what I like to do this week is keep our same schedule that we've been doing. We still lift twice a week. We still do our film. We would film today, uh, come in, do all that. And then on the court, uh, we'll kind of vary. Like, so yesterday, we didn't have anything on Northwood yet, right? We found right. out right before practice who we were playing, and we were in the gathering stage. So yesterday, we worked on us, right? We worked on individual skills. We went hard for about an hour and about an hour and a half, a little bit shorter practice than normal, but we went hard. I mean, they got after it yesterday and, uh, and came in with the right minds. I told uh, our assistants, I said, Today's practice will be largely determined by their ability to come into practice. Because, you know, after a hard loss, is there that, that hangover, that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. oh, woe is us kind of mentality? You know, if that had been the case, it might have been a little different <laughs> practice plan. Mm-hmm. But they came in with a great mindset, and we worked hard and, and then, you know, got off a little bit earlier, saved the legs some. Uh, today we'll focus more on Northwood. Uh, so we'll talk more about them and how we're going to attack some of their stuff and what we're going to do. And then on Friday we'll kind of bring it back to focusing on us. Now, one of the challenges we do have here at Wilson Hall is we host a lot of playoff games. Right. And so 
you know, now luckily Mike Fanning will work with us on that, but that is a challenge a lot of others don't face that, you know, Friday afternoon, we've got games that are in the gym all day. And yeah. so we, we do have a little allotment of time cut out for us, but I mean, you know, I mean, you got people walking through the gym, yeah, it, you got people around, it's, yeah. it's a lot going on that, so that's why I think today when we have their attention, we'll focus on their stuff and then tomorrow we'll kind of review our stuff and get ready for Saturday. You know, it is a problem. I mean, a, a basketball practice run right is like a classroom. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't want your people distracted. Uh, you know, I was talking about Coach Lewis Hill, France Marion. I remember uh, one of the things he taught me, he would not allow anyone in his practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one. Yeah. And he kept the trainer by the door, and, <laughs> yeah. and he did not let him in. And that shocked me yeah. as a young college sure. guy. Whoa. He said, look, this is my classroom. Yeah. And I know you you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. We're teaching. We need your attention. It, it's not prison. Yeah. But we're trying to achieve goals here. Sure. And anything to distract. I, I know, you know, working with, we, working with Coach Tag throughout mm-hmm. the years, it is a problem. Because yeah. the people coming in here, they don't care. They don't care, yeah. <laughs> they kind of they come in here thinking, hey, this is our court yeah, now. Yeah. We're ready to warm up. But, but I know Wilson Hall takes pride in being able to host Absolutely. these games. And nothing but a positive public image with these mm-hmm. facilities when these schools come here. It's also one of my favorite weeks of the year because I get to watch all these basketball teams, yeah. basketball players Absolutely. from different parts of South Carolina. Yeah. Some of them better than others, but the passion they bring in, yeah. the, the parents and the fans that oh, come yeah. in here, it's really a fun time. If you like basketball, you know it, it's, it's not championship games. But you see a lot of good games, yeah, especially absolutely. when you get those good Well, matches. and I remember even when I was in Orangeburg before I came here, um, you know, our good friends who we still friends with here, the Montgomery's, lived here. And so right. I would – if the years that we got eliminated early at OP – uh, you know, I would take a couple of days off the next week and I would just come stay in Sumner yeah. and I would go to, you know, it always used to be Tuesday was, uh, you know, boys, whatever, two A games were here and the girls three A games were at Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was all the three A games at Civic Center. And so I would come and kind of just camp out for a few days and bounce between Wilson Hall and the Civic Center. And, and you get to see a lot of really, really good basketball. Uh, we don't have that Zion Williamson right now necessarily that a couple of years ago, right. all the buzz was about, right. but, but still some really really good basketball and even it, it's not just the now 4a games I mean, you get those 2a 1a games like you That's said right. it even the level of play like yeah you don't have that star player necessarily but you've got guys that have been playing varsity since eighth grade mm-hmm. for richard win academy and have scored 1500 That's points right. and they're the man and they'll go out there and they'll drop 30 oh, and it's yeah. like oh okay you know i mean it's it's a lot of cool stuff and it's a great time for us as coaches where we there's guys that I and I know without a doubt that Scott Gardner from Newberry and Travis Platt from Lawrence Academy will be if their teams aren't playing they will be posted up right by the the doorway between the practice gym and the main gym on Wednesday and Thursday right. every year yeah. and they're going to be here watching games and 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 so I, I you know we look forward to that time even as coaches to to meet with some of our guys so yeah. um pr- great times for sure it's a fun time of year. it is it is and so definitely want to encourage like I said Friday night come out and watch the girls at the Civic Center at five thirty playing Augusta Christian the boys. Uh, against Northwood Academy on Saturday at 4.30. Now, Coach, we, we're about to wrap up, so I want to go ahead and finish up real quick. I do want to touch before we leave, though, on the bowling championships. So we had the individual bowling championships, and I wrote down somewhere, and I've lost it. I 100% lost it. You start to act like me. I 100% do not know. I'm but sitting at my desk. you have a better memory than me. You should be able to oh, – I mean, you have all these people's names and everything. You oh, know. nope, I didn't lose it. There all right. you go. It was under your Valentine's. It was under my Valentine's I'm not going to ask who that came from, but I don't see Mrs. Ripley name uh, Coach Ripley bought it for himself when oh. he went to the boys' basketball team. So that's team. how you get something. <laughs> the boys' basketball team gave uh, the cheerleaders.
cheerleaders some uh, chocolates, and I had an extra one. I said, well, I guess that was mine. Um, so, yeah, so we made our predictions on uh, what the high scores would be. And it looks okay. it looks like on the on on the Wilson Hall side of things, uh, our high scores on the girls side for the three game total uh, looks like it was Miss Mackenzie Helms, uh, Mackenzie Bold A. I'm having to math here really quickly, but it looks like it's right at uh, right under a four hundred. So we were both a little bit over on that one. You said four twenty five, I said four fifty. Now on the boys side, it looks Wait like our, a so in other words, I won. I said four. I think Price is Right rules. You can't go over. Um, (laughs) I think I think this is Ripley. Exactly. Um, And then on the boys' side, I am after you. So that's three hundred. So young Carson Getting shot a five eleven, and Jacob Gettings. I'm gonna have to get the calculator out for this one because he's got a two in there. Shot a two sixteen for his high game. he shot a 506. So, Coach Ayer, you did go over still, but I'll give you that one because okay. you guessed 515. That was pretty close. Uh, and Carson was a 511. Now, I heard that there was a young man from Spartanburg Day. It wasn't in one game, unfortunately. He didn't get a 300, but between the first and second game, he had 18 strikes in a row. That's more than I've had in my <laughs> That's life. That's insane. So, I don't know what his final score was. I didn't get that result, but obviously very, very impressive. And some good bowling happened the other day over at the uh, at the Gamecock Lanes here in Sumter. Now, you, people ask me every now and then, do you miss teaching? And of course, you do and you don't. It all depends on the particular day. But you brought up McKenzie's name. and This is what I miss. I would end class sometimes with a goofy saying I, I stole from Paul Harvey, old radio guy, see you on the radio. And so I would say that at the end of the class, and it makes no sense. And most of the kids are like, what is he talking about? She would leave my classroom every day, be walking by my desk and look at me, say, see you on the radio. Oh, yeah. You know, so, you know the, those kind of personalities Absolutely. and moments are what you miss more than anything Absolutely else. so. Now, can I add one more thing, Coach yeah. Ripley? Yeah. I, I told you earlier, I am giving a, a speech on President's Day, a lecture at USC Sumter uh, as part of Genealogical Society. Uh, President Day program on the friendship between President Abraham Lincoln and and Frederick Douglass, a former slave that became a leading voice of abolition in America. I think it's a wonderful, inspirational story, and I'm grateful to the Genealogical Society for allowing me to do it and USC Sumter hosting it. So it's going to be Monday, 7 o'clock. So if, if anybody has any interest in anything like that, it's, it's not going to be because of me, but it's going to be just a wonderful part of America's history that's inspired. So I just want to invite people out to see that 7 o'clock at USC Sumter this awesome. Monday. Absolutely. That's on President's Day on Monday. And then also, we didn't really plug it, obviously, because we don't we don't want to get ahead of ourselves in any way, shape, or form. But if our boys or girls were to win this weekend, we do continue playing next week. And so follow us on social media, on our Wilson Hall social media pages. We will be posting updated schedules, brackets, uh, times, locations. Uh, any games would be the Sumter Civic Center. We do know that. But times and... Uh, uh, and and so that may be a little bit uh, still subject to change. So follow us on social media for all those updates. And hopefully uh, when we get back together next week, I mean, we still got a team playing next weekend. We don't know. Uh, but definitely, hopefully we've had multiple basketball games since then for our boys and our girls. And, and hopefully a way to end uh, the season in, on a strong note for both teams as we go towards Eskita State playoffs. Um, so at this time, we're going to wrap it up. Coach O'Hare, I appreciate you joining us again. Hopefully next week, like I said, we'll have some more exciting basketball stuff to share. Um, and for everybody else out there, make sure you come out and see Coach O'Hare next Monday night at U.S. Sumter, and also uh, come out and support the Barons this weekend. Thank you.